it's a miracle to be here. It's a miracle to be 78 years old, which I am. It's a miracle at 78 to be loving life as much as I do. And guess what? I'm no different from any of you. You can certainly just flick that switch from darkness to light, from coincidence to miracle, from fear to joy, and say to yourself, a better way to live. Hi, everybody. This is Diane Gilman, formerly the Queen of Jeans on HSN, but now the proud host of my own podcast, Too Young to Be Old. Today is a solo episode, and I'm going to talk about one of my favorite things, living under the umbrella of gratitude. Now, at 78 years old, I hear everybody around me constantly complaining. Old age, pardon my expression, sucks. This is so horrible. Let me tell you something. I believe that people are of two types. First type, no matter what you see in life, it's just a coincidence. Nothing extraordinary. Or you are sensitive and see signs and say, it's a miracle. I am of the miracle type. And to me, life is a blessing. And age extension tells me that I'm not here for coincidence. I'm here for purpose. And what brought me to this conclusion? Well, usually darkness leads to light. So the darkness was getting a reading New Year's Eve of 2017 that I had stage three breast cancer and it was hopeless. Well, and of course, it's in the middle of the holiday, so no one to talk to. So you just get to wrap that around your head several billion times during the day. And then I went through breast cancer and I went through it with heavy duty chemo and heavy duty radiation and a double mastectomy. And do you know, totally changed my life for the better. I came out of it feeling that I was still living and that was a miracle. And I felt before I went into the treatment, like I had to make some really radical changes in my personality. For me, I did not live under an umbrella of gratitude my whole life. I came from a very, very rough, discouraging household, had to leave home as a teenager, never knew the meaning of family. I think because I had no family support and no financial support and had to do it all myself, that I was always living with the thought that 
somehow life had passed me by. And then, of course, you know, I had my light bulb moment and designed a middle-aged gene when I became middle-aged at the age of 59 and 60. But I waited a long time for real recognition of what I felt was my major point in life, my talent. I was always complaining. Oh, I'm not making enough money. Oh, I'm not in every magazine every month. Oh, I'm not in Women's Wear Daily. Oh, nobody cares. Oh, my God, I'm talented, but nobody knows. No one appreciates it. So I spent a lot of my life in a pretty dark place that in many ways was self-manufactured. And then the light bulb moment happened. So there starts the gratitude thing. Like, I could never have developed the DG2 gene for HSN if I wasn't late middle age. So how can you complain about middle age when your most unbelievable inventive moment comes in late middle age? And then when I got the diagnosis of breast cancer, I thought to myself, okay, you are going to go into chemotherapy. Part of it is going to be five days a week. Part of it is going to be every other week with this really strong stuff. Nobody wants a cranky old lady. So what are you going to do, Diane? Well, I'm going to be super optimistic because I felt truly that that made a difference. And I'm going to be super kind to every single person who takes care of me. So I began to get under the shelter of that gratitude umbrella. And I found I would walk in for chemotherapy and the nurses would all say, oh my God, Diane, thank God you're here today. You are like a beam of sunshine. You're always happy. You're always grateful. Frankly, I was scared to death most of the time. But I handled it in a very, very unique kind of way and thought, if I spread happiness and light around me, will it all reflect back on me? And it did. That was just the beginning for me. And then I came out of the therapy and I knew I had to get a double mastectomy. And, you know, my doctor said something interesting. She said, the human brain is gauged so that if you experience pain within a year after that pain, you can't really viscerally remember it. She was correct. So I met someone recently and they knew me from television. And they said, oh, I'm so happy to see you. Do you look great? How was your breast cancer? Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. That must have been such a horrible experience for you. Oh, I'm so sorry I brought that up. Oh my God, forgive me. And I looked at her and said, it is not guaranteed that it's a horrible experience. I said, if you really want to know the truth, my memories of breast cancer are, I took a workman-like, soldier-like attitude. I got through the battle and the work of it all. I learned a lot. It turned my life around and set me up knowing I had purpose and what I needed to express for the rest of my life. And you know, honestly, that is the essence of gratitude.
I'm not telling you I wouldn't have liked to have done it in an easier way, but the truth is I had no guru to work with. So cancer became my guru and I had to repurpose my life and seeing what my kindness and their kindness, all the staff back at me, what it did for both of us was absolutely invaluable. So I've also always lived in sort of an ivory tower when you can use a talent and and make a good living and live off of it. You can surround yourself with people that always say yes to you, people that maybe allow you to do stuff that isn't the best thing to do because my profession, the fashion profession, and also quite frankly, the entertainment profession, the entertainment field, not the kindest people in the world and very judgmental. Um, I always tell the story which shocked me so much because I lived in that particular little world and I will tell this story quickly. I believe I've told it once before on my podcast. But one day, I'm in there getting my infusions. And someone walks into the infusion room next to me. I can't see them. But the nurses all come running. And it's, oh, my God, we're so happy to see you. Sheila, you're so great. And da-da-da. And here's lunch. And Because they always used to give us lunch. So I'm thinking to myself, in my particular world, oh, this must be a news anchor off a major network or a movie star, or it's got to be somebody very important, very glamorous, very highly placed in society. No. When I asked one of the chemo nurses, tell me who this was. You made such a big deal out of her. An abused woman that was living in a homeless shelter and had stage three breast cancer. And they felt heartache for her. They felt compassion for her, empathy. And whoa, that was one of the biggest life lessons I ever learned. That you, you cut across all strata of society. Kindness is unique. And so... I thought to myself, okay, cancer is a great leveler. It levels you right out. It doesn't care if you're beautiful. It doesn't care if you're wealthy. It doesn't care if you are a star on TV. It doesn't care if you are uh, a successful fashion designer. It doesn't care if you're chic. And better to fight it, that's what I thought, with light than with darkness. So living under an umbrella of gratitude, I will actually tell you that also, I started to understand a power and a passion and that I had, that I had never used. Because I thought, when you open up your heart, you open up your heart to people that want to get at you, want to stab you, want to 
put you down. And that is really what those two professions, entertainment and fashion, are in, a, in, in their own way. That is what they're all about, but all about the worst side of that. But, you know, if you're a designer, you're always getting criticized and you're always being told there's someone better than you, faster than you, sharper than you. Well, when you are in the business of saving your own life and then you start to see everybody around you and how they're reacting and you start beaming out and we all have it, we all have that internal light. I want to say eternal as well, but let's just talk about internal. You shine that gratitude, gratitude for that chemo nurse getting that needle into a vein. Gratitude for that doctor prescribing the right kind of chemo for you. Gratitude to the surgeon saying, I got all the edges. Whatever your challenge is in life, if you beam back your internal light and you have it, and that comes out as kindness, that comes out as joy, that comes out as happiness, that comes out as you feeling life is a privilege, not a punishment, even in the middle of a fantastical cancer journey that you really prayed to God you would never have to take your entire life, but did. It could be anything. It could be losing your beloved. It, it, it could be a condition. It could be just growing older and suddenly having to live with aches and pains. But guess what? You will find your solutions. You will find your mates who are going to help you along at this point in your life journey far more easily if you are living under that umbrella of gratitude because gratitude generates warmth. And I think past a certain age, I think past the age of 50 or 55, as we begin to feel less immortal, you need those people in your life for that particular part of your journey. If I had remained the kind of spoiled brat, Manhattan, I live in an ivory tower designer and TV personality that I was, I'm not sure I could have gotten through cancer because it was pretty scary and pretty scary diagnosis all the way to the very end when we finally got to a better place. But I also think I would never have discovered my own personal resources. So ask yourself, what part of your life can you be grateful about right now, if not every part of your life? And are you exercising that beam of light, which is going to attract the best energy to you, the best people for you in the moment, and possibly give you life's purpose? Because I think for every, I, I split our lives into three acts, youth, midlife, and then the third act. 
what are you doing with your third act? If you are grateful, I guarantee you, you will attract fantastic opportunities and choices to come to you. It may look murky right now. You may not understand it, but start reaching down into yourself for gratitude. For me, what am I not grateful for? I'm so grateful for having my life. I'm so grateful for being free of medicine right now and having my health and my freedom. And I am playing to a role of gratitude that is ever widening. And I'm learning how to use my laser light skills, my own personal light. And people want to be around you. So if you're saying to yourself, oh my God, I hate my life right now. I'm really restricted and lonely. If you are living under that umbrella of gratitude, you will never be lonely. First of all, you'll be enjoying your life a lot more. I mean, I know that people sometimes think I'm crazy when I look back on my life and they say, oh my God, that was so horrible that you had cancer. And I think to myself, you know what? I was never even in a hospital, except I think once in an entire lifetime, I got cancer diagnosis at um, 72. I'd never been in my life in a, in a hospital. So, okay, here was my dues to pay. And then I started understanding how to interact with people better, how to find the joy out of the sadness, how to find the comfort out of the discomfort, how to find the hopefulness out of the fear. So I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to make a very bold statement, which is, it is your choice whether you want to see life as a series of one-off coincidences or you want to see it as a series of miracles. I saw my treatment as a miracle, and I'll give you a really quick um, little story about how that whole thing started with seeing miracles. So, pardon me. Um, I knew nothing about the medical community. I managed to avoid it most of my life, and I knew nothing about cancer apart from the fact that my husband died of it. And it was not good. And it scarred me forever. taking care of him and, and watching him decline. But I just had what some could call a coincidence. I had a female problem, a doctor who dealt in that great guy took care of it. And when I got the diagnosis for the breast cancer, I got it like solo. I just went, he said, you got to go to an imaging department, go here. Now, he took everything from the waist down, not from the waist up. And I called him and said, they said it was hopeless. No, nothing's hopeless. It's 2017, Diane. Don't be ridiculous. Nothing's hopeless. I'm going to get you someone who's going to see you. What he didn't tell me was it was a world-famous surgeon 
who'd had three New York Times bestsellers on how to navigate breast surgery. I didn't even have to do paperwork. I was speed railed in. Well, you could call that a coincidence that the doctor I went to for a cervical problem just happened to be best friends with the leading breast cancer surgeon in America, or you could call it a miracle. And I will tell you what, that was how I felt about every part of the treatment. I could not believe that they could cure me at this stage, but they did. And the role of gratitude and turning adversity into opportunity and constantly being able to tell yourself, darkness does not last forever. As nighttime proceeds to dawn and daytime, if you are in a dark period right now, you are going to see the light, but you need to recognize it. You need to protect it. You need to nurture it. And so when people ask me what my experience was with breast cancer, I always say, greatest learning device of my entire life. And being older, and I'm 77 now, and yeah, I got aches and pains, and I'm not going to tell you that I, I'm running around like a 20-year-old, but I'll tell you one thing, I live in a zone of happiness every moment. I realize it's a miracle to be this age. For everything I've gone through in life and how hard I worked and the insane hours I kept and commuting to Europe like once a week with a round trip to do TV and everything that could wear a body down. But I look at it and I think to myself, miracles are to be respected and miracles are for a purpose. So you have to ask yourself, what are your practices of gratitude? Because living within a zone of gratitude is so going to change your life. You're going to become your own individual, personal son, radiating warmth and possibilities and good thoughts and happiness. And people are going to want to be around you. So if you're somebody who experiences loneliness, Maybe your family has shrunk. Maybe you've lost loved ones. If you are living in a zone of gratitude, you will never feel alone. First of all, you'll have you, and you're your own personal source of happiness and energy and light and hopefulness. And then I think to myself, life extension with purpose, that is the entire point of modern aging, and you cannot have that purpose if you don't have gratitude. So with that gratitude, I do not see aging as a diminished state. I never complain about my age. I never complain about my aches and pains. And I always think to myself, I'm so lucky to be here. And now that I'm starting my podcast, we're only, and I think I'm just starting our sixth month and we're already in the top 10. How could I not be grateful? 
And somebody could say to me, oh, Diane, you knew that was going to happen because you've been on TV for 30 years. No, I didn't. I didn't know it was going to happen. But I think that gratitude also comes on with faith in yourself and loving yourself and looking back and saying, I had a great life and I want to go on having it, but it can't be the life of my youth and it can't even be the life of my midlife, but that doesn't diminish it. And, you know, ask yourself, do you want to feel brighter? Do you want to feel healthier? Do you want to feel more heard? Do you want to feel like you're purposeful and doing something great? And, you know, it could be even something like baking the best chocolate chip cookies in your town and selling them at the at the church raffle. But you are your own personal sun. You have your own personal rays, radiance emanating from you. And you can find it and you can nurture that and you will not believe how much better you feel and how many more people you have who want to be in that radiant light. So ask yourself, what gratitude practices are you performing at this point? Are you going for acts of kindness? Are you going for mindfulness? Are you going for empathy? Whatever it is, it counts. And I think a lot of us as we age feel like we're not hurt anymore. We don't count. You know, um, I saw recently, and I really, really resented it, to tell you the truth, uh, commercials for Medicare. And one of them is from some woman, and she's not attractive, and she's screaming like, I'm not going to call Medicare. I hate Medicare. And I'm 75, and I shouldn't have to do that. And I'm thinking to myself, these are the people that take care of me, Medicare, and this is what they think a 75-year-old is. So I thought to myself, you know what? I'm sure you guys have all seen the commercials if you have um, cable TV. I thought to myself, okay, I am going to be the exact opposite of that imagery from Medicare of an old woman who's bitter and nasty and complaining and resentful and doesn't want to do anything. I'm going to be happy and joyous and modern and active in my own way and bringing good to everybody around me. And you will not believe it. Once you start radiating joy, which is what zone of gratitude is, people will start saying, wow, I wish I was you. Wow, you look great. Wow, let's go out and do something or let's talk once a week or whatever it is, you are going to find that as you cultivate gratitude in your everyday life, 
all the good things you wish for, all the support you need will start coming to you. Now, before I had breast cancer and I truly had to get my act together, and I know I told all of you that the night before came on, I just said to myself, okay, little girl, little spoiled girl, This is not a dress rehearsal, Diane. This is the real deal. And if you are going to be radically upset about this, if you are going to resist treatment, if you are going to resist comfort, you are just pumping bad vibes into yourself. You are going to have to work alongside the doctors and always be in that zone of light. And I used to say to them all the time, I'm, I'm going to be your greatest success story. I'm going to be the one that walks out of this healthy and together. And people say, yeah, but all of that pain from the treatment and all of that fear that adrenaline pumping into you doesn't leave you with totally bad memories. You know, I don't have one bad memory of going through almost two years of treatment. I think it was great. I think I learned so much. And I think the one thing I would have to say is it was probably the most, the most negative thing that has ever been laid out before me for me became the most positive experience of my life. And I was always Debbie Downer. I used to think before every show I did for my brand, Diane Gilman DG2 on HSN, oh my God, I'm going to fail. Oh my God, it's going to be horrible. Oh my God, I had terrible stage fright. I was so scared of every performance and so sure I was going to fail, even though I was number one. And then I started believing that fear and negativity is what made me number one, that that motivated me to be better. But no, I don't think so. I think it was just a different me. And I think that we all have to ask ourselves one question. Do you want to live in the light or the darkness? Do you want to recognize the fact that your life is a miracle? It's a miracle to be here. It's a miracle to be 78 years old, which I am. It's a miracle at 78 to be loving life as much as I do. And guess what? I'm no different from any of you. You can certainly just flick that switch from darkness to light, from coincidence to miracle, from fear to joy, and say to yourself, a better way to live. And I ask you this question too, honestly and truly, what do you have? to lose. Nothing. You have nothing to lose except possibly a lot of negative habits that you've lived with internally for most of your life and turn it all around. And, you know, I always say, I hope my legacy is 
after I leave this physical plane that when my name is mentioned, people get a smile on their face and say, kindest woman, she did so much for me because that's what my podcast is about. When I decided to leave television after 30 years and a really cushy job and being number one, and I wouldn't have had to worry the rest of my life, I walked away because I wanted my legacy to be something more, something broader, something maybe more important, which was giving a little bit of my own personal attitude into instruction how to age modern. And aging modern is aging differently from our parents. It's aging with more activity, more self-awareness, more passion for what we love in life, more opportunities to make that happen. Um, I want to be remembered as a legacy for a woman who was kind which doesn't really naturally come out of the fashion world, which is so judgmental, or the entertainment world. I'm going to leave you with this thought. I love cats. And I found out recently, because I wanted to study all about them and their movements and why they did what they do, and that cats purr to self-heal themselves. We think of cats purring as, oh, I'm really liking this, and but cats very often purr because they can regenerate their bones. They can regenerate cells within themselves through that purr vibration. And doesn't it give you pleasure if you have a cat and you're stroking it or it's sitting in your lap and it's purring and you think, oh, I'm making my little fur baby happy. But that fur baby is also repairing themselves. And when they are sitting in your lap or in your arms and they're purring, they're also thinking deliberately that they're repairing you as well. Well, that is how I would describe living in a zone and an umbrella of gratitude. You are healing yourself. You are the equivalent of a cat purring. It's a form of self-gratification for sure but it is also a magnet for good energy coming into you all around you. And it has honestly been proven that people who have a lot of laughter every day, people who have a positive attitude, live longer, live healthier, and live less isolated in what is, quite frankly, a pretty isolating society at this point. So to me, gratitude equals cat purring equals vibration of joy and enjoyment of life. And who doesn't want to be around that? So if you are willing to just Go inside yourself and see all those. It's almost like looking at a board of switches and some of them are tripped out and you're turning lights 
back on again as you go. I'm saying that because I just had that experience in my house with the huge electrical meltdown. But, and the more you trip those switches, the more switches that go on again, the better you feel, the more joyous you are, the more people want to be around you, the better your social life is, the more you feel like I really can do something with purpose. Let's form a sisterhood, a sisterhood of gratitude, a sisterhood of love of life, a sisterhood of, I'm going to say, community of gratitude. You know, I don't think 10 years ago I would ever be talking this way. I don't think I would ever have discovered it if I hadn't been so up against a wall with a terrible cancer diagnosis and knew that I had to switch around all the negativity I had into positivity and infuse myself with it. So I'm hoping we can form that sisterhood of gratitude, that community of empathy and warmth and self-love And I'm always here for you. And I am wishing you the very best of holidays. A lot of us feel alone during the holidays. A lot of us get depressed because of that. Remember, when you love yourself, you can never be alone because you've got you. I thank you all so much for the privilege of supporting my own podcast, Too Young to Be Old, which becomes a platform for all of us over the age of 50, 55, for living differently, for living with more intent, with more focus, and and honestly, with more opportunities for good health, um, for pleasure, for learning. I hope to bring it all to you. It is my sincerest hope that I improve someone's life who's listening to this podcast every day of my life. So my gratitude extends to all of you to you make this possible. You make my voice possible and I have nothing but good intent and saying thank you, thank you, thank you. Life is beautiful. Life is full of miracles. Enjoy it and come along with me and let's form that community and that sisterhood of gratitude. Love to all. Have a great set of holidays. Thank you so much for listening to Too Young To Be Old podcast. The episode may be over, but the fun doesn't have to stop here. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at The Diane Gilman, or visit our website, thedianegilman.com. If you like the show, leave us a rating or a review and subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And until then, don't forget, age is just a number. Together, we'll prove that we are all too young to be old.